It's a Thanksgiving special Wimty podcast. <laughs> or at it. It's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. I hope all of you are doing wonderful. Um, we're doing two podcasts today, actually. But the first one is my good friend and very, very talented singer-songwriter, Reed Waddle. Uh, no bullshit. Uh, probably my favorite songwriter. Um, really glad to have him in here. Really hope you all have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, we're just going to get right to it because we got a lot of stuff to do. We got to get back here in a couple hours and do another one. My good friend, uh, Jared Moxley, will be back in here tonight from uh, from another podcast up in Indiana. And uh, we'll have we'll have a weird time recorded yeah, is weird, what it's uh, called. Yeah, a weird time recorded. And uh, we'll, have in, we'll have him in here and we'll get at it. So uh, here we go. Please welcome Reed Waddle to the podcast. Back at it, Wimty Podcast, Reed Waddle. Boom, shakalaka. <laughs> What's up? The Unicorn. The Unicorn. That was, uh, that was Danica. It's pretty good. Danica Lowry. Yeah. That makes she's so only, much sense. She's the only one to do uh, <laughs> any sort of artwork yet. So we had both her and uh, Melissa Joyner on at the same time as nice. the Siren Voyagers. They, um, they do this thing like how to travel on the cheap. Like, they can get like plane tickets to Iceland for... Sweet. Like a fingernail or something. It's, it's I can only draw phallic symbols, so yeah, you know. Yeah, well, maybe I'll shit, man. First for everything on the <laughs> buy on the, the unicorn board here. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they do have big nostrils. Yep. So this is cool, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming in, man. Did you just get in town today. I drove last night. Last night. Yeah, in the dark. Yeah. from Atlanta, which is like. Half of it's pretty cool, but like the last two hours or three, like Brutal. up Alabama, and like you do not want to stop. Brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime. It's like whether part, it's day or night. Yeah. Like <laughs> like parts of Alabama, like over in the South in general, like little towns like that. It's like the the American dream that you forgot about. Yeah. You know, you wake yeah. up and you're like, oh yeah, what happened? Like and the South still, is there's is, still a lot of people real. out there. Yes. <laughs> you don't realize it sometimes, and that man, that, you're you're exactly right. Just like when we spend. That anytime you're coming back from anywhere, you know, northeast of Birmingham, mm-hmm. you're gonna go through that yep. same drive of Alabama to get back here. Yep, it's rough, man. It is. It's beautiful. No offense to anybody. In some ways, yeah. No offense to anybody from Hop, Alabama. Yeah. Well, even driving just, through, like when you see like one house in the middle of nowhere, yeah. just like a bunch of land, and be like, man, I could fucking live there. Totally. I'd or like, like to go there for a month. Yeah. Or the yeah. random trailer park where you're like, yeah. super methy. Yeah. Know? <laughs> like, we, I sound we, like such an asshole right now. <laughs> <laughs> you stereotypical. No, seriously, that that's that's interesting. We should try to do some sort of investigative piece on trailer parks to see really how it is. Do you guys park. watch Trailer Park Boys? Uh, we used to a lot. Yeah, yeah. Leahy died. Leahy did die. Yeah. That was super bummer. He became the liquor. The liquor wins. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as Bubbles stays alive, that's I'm yeah. But doesn't it. Bubbles rape? Did he? Did he get your keys so. too? No, yeah, a couple years Bubs. ago. A couple years ago, he got in trouble. This was a while ago. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. that. And I think it died pretty quickly. I think it died he, out. He got out in front of me. Good thing yeah. it's not like now. <laughs> I didn't mean to fucking rape you. I got you. Cock I got you, belly. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. 
Man, we started out raw. Yeah. We just got yeah, right man. into it, Reed. It's, it's the yeah. day before Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. A lot to um, be thankful here. Yeah. And Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Me too. I think the older you get, yeah. the more you appreciate it. Like, when you were mm-hmm. a kid, Thanksgiving was like, really? Yeah. No it's presents. just what comes before Christmas. Yeah. It's like, this is the start. But now yeah. it's like the exact opposite. It's like, oh, fuck, Christmas is I here. I hate Christmas. Uh, yeah. It's like, I got to buy shit. Love Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is way yeah. more genuine. Yeah. Like, you get together, eat, drink. Yeah. And be merry. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. I like. I, I love my friends and I love my family. So I get. Yeah, to, and I, eat, I like to eat too. Eat dinner so. like two thirty. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> and the Lions play every. Yeah, Thanksgiving. and they usually lose. They do. That's true. <laughs> are you a Lions guy? Yeah, I didn't know that. Hardcore. Oh yeah, you like Michigan? Are you from yeah. Michigan? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, yeah. I'm born. I knew you, I knew you were a Michigan, Michigan fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not from there. I'm gotcha. from here. I've lived yeah, here for yeah. twenty years. Um, but, uh, but both my parents were born and yeah. raised there. There's, it's in your blood. Yeah. There's like a high school with like my family's last name and it up nice. and shit. So like it's there. We're oh, from Michigan. Shit, I didn't know that that yeah. would be weird if you went there. We're like, what's up? Yeah. Yeah. It's not Cramblet. Oh. It's a, uh, but it's my, uh, let me get this right. My great grandfather on my dad's mom's side. So yeah, my great grandpa Reese, he donated the school's called Reese Puffer. And I guess he donated a bunch of land to the school in exchange cool. for getting half the name. What part of the hand? Are you from? Not like I would know. Uh, basically, if you go basically right across, like northeast of Chicago, across the lake. Okay. So if if you're cool. looking at it from this way, you're, I hope everyone can see that. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. yeah. I'm on the uh, I'm on the west coast, west of the lake, right in the middle. But of you're like right on the lake. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yep. Do you ever go up there? All the time, once a year. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't go for about five years just because you know how it is when you're in your yeah. mid to late twenties, you just get so busy trying to figure out trying what's to going make on, make out your life. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I mean, not that stuff like that falls by the wayside, but it just yeah. you fucking know, dude. Yeah, I'm in my mid thirties and still haven't figured anything out. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but uh, but now, especially my dad's trying, and also my parents didn't go back that often. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we always went there uh, growing up as as kids. We were my dad. We were in a military family, so we didn't go on oh. vacation. We went back to Michigan, you yeah. know, once a year. Um, but was then out in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah, but then several several years went by, and and then you know your grandparents start getting old, yeah. and, and stuff starts happening. So you got to get up there as much as possible to see them. But it's a pretty area. I've been up to mm-hmm. like. Have you ever been to like the Upper Peninsula? Mm-hmm. That's crazy cool. Up there. Yeah, like, it's the whole different world. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, it's basically Canada. Yeah, but like in a good way. Not that Canada's in a bad way. Don't get me started on Canada. I tried the one time I tried to go to Canada was like about five years ago. I was on tour by myself, mm-hmm. and uh, I had had a bunch of shows. I was in Spokane, Washington, and I was supposed to have a bunch of shows in between there and Fargo, and they got canceled. And I called a buddy of mine who kind of was like my surrogate dad for a while. Mm-hmm. He lived in New Jersey. He's like, "Look, I got this property." On Lake Louise, it's beautiful, and it, it was uh, in Alberta, which yeah. was, you know, like a day's drive. I was like, I got five days to kill. Let's go. Get up to the border. Drive all all day. Get up to the border. Uh, the town's name is literally Boner's Ferry. <laughs> I get there. They're like, what do you do? I'm exhausted. I'm like, I'm a musician. They're like, what else do you do? I'm like, what else do you do? <laughs> Not a great start when you're trying to come to a country. I get there, they're like, pull over here, and it's literally like this podunk border check. Like, there was literally, like, a piece of wood over the car in case it was raining. I got to piss. I've been driving for hours. There's a bathroom right there. I'm waiting 20, 30 minutes. I'm like, I got to go. So I get out. I pee. As soon as I pee, they're like, did you flush your drugs down the toilet? 
you know, and I'm like, well, no, I mean, I threw them out a long time ago <laughs> in my brain. <laughs> they're, they're, they're like, give me the, the, everything. They're just like, where are you coming from? Well, where's your, you know, you're trying to make money. I was like, dude, I'm a musician. I'm not going to make that much money. <laughs> Did, they, didn't they you tell him like, Hey, my friend has. Yeah. I was like, and they here. didn't believe me. They, the guy, the guy, this is how nice the guy was. He rented me a car and he's like, I'm going to rent you a car, you know, go. Have fun. I got yeah, you. What a play. guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. What's his name? Mike Let's McDonald. Shout out. He's, shout he's, out Mike he's, McDonald. he's the man. Like, yeah. um, so they're like, so let me get this straight. A perfectly good stranger rented you a car. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, yeah, pretty much. They're like, we don't believe that. And I guess what they were trying to do, because I told them the truth. I was like, mm-hmm. look, I'm not going to play there. I'm just going because I want to see your beautiful country. And he's like, what did he say? You know, basically, he just didn't believe me, and I'm going back and forth, and I'm starting to get kind of like nervous, you know, because he's just like in my, he's like, you're acting pretty nervous right now, and I'm like, yeah, because you keep asking me questions, yeah, you know, and they're like, we don't have to let you in our country, blah 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 blah, and then he's, I'm like, okay, like that's fine. They, they wanted, I think now they're cracking down on people actually playing, making money in yes. their country, so you have to kind of get a work. I've piece heard of, some people having problems about that, yeah, yeah. So and the, the, to to put a cherry on the shit Sunday, they're like, they're like. I had given someone a ride the night before and she smoked a cigarette in the car and she left her lighter inside the front like yeah. handle. Mm-hmm. He's like, do you smoke cigarettes? I was like, no. And he's like, what's this? <laughs> and I was just like, are you serious? Ca-? Yeah. And he kept what me, the they kept fuck? me there for like two hours. And then he's like, <laughs> and I forgot we had, I had come from we, earlier. I was in Napa Valley and my parents came and they like, we like drank a bunch of wine and then mm-hmm. my dad gave me a bottle of wine to bring back to a friend. But at the time I was living in New York and uh, I forgot about it. And I did. You're supposed to declare like alcohol and yeah. stuff. He's like, "What's this?" I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "Can we just call this a day?" And he's like, "You need to get your story straight. So come back tomorrow, and maybe we'll let you in." And I was like, and "The closest town's like 40 miles away, in this weird Indian reservation penny slot casino." Mm. So and I got nowhere else to go. It's like the only place to stay. So I was like. Let's hit the slots, you know, like where the maximum you can win is like a hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Your maximum bet's so it's 40 already cents. just like the weirdest day. And I'm like, all right, so I have nothing else to do. I was like, well, maybe I'll try. So I get up at like seven 30 in the morning, drive back up there. Whole new set of people. Dude Same. was like, come on. The guy's <laughs> like, no, th- no. The guy's like, what are you doing? And I go, to th- he's like, I was like, the guy told me to come back. He's like, let me get this straight. You got denied from our country and they told you to come back. I don't believe that. I recommend that you be banned from Canada for one year. And I was like, you know what? You can fucking ban me, dude. <laughs> Fuck Canada. <laughs> so, so you were officially banned from Canada for well, a year. They put I you was, on some kind of list. I was recommended to. Who are I don't, these people? I don't know. And now, like, I work in Nashville, and there's a ton of people from Canada. There's a huge Canadian country market, mm. apparently, allegedly, which I never knew. And every time I meet them, I'm like, you fucking bastards. <laughs> so I, I kind of gotten over it, but not really. So yeah. I, I've never been to Canada. Yeah, I've, I've tried. So man, it was awful, man. So then I drove down to like this is how nice this guy is. Uh, he's like, well, I have another place. He's got a lot of places. Yeah, a lot of property. He's like, I have another place in Jackson Hole. So I drive, so which is like super cool. Because that's drive on the way to Fargo, like all right? day. It, no, it wasn't. But I had nothing oh. else to do. I wasn't yeah. gonna go to Fargo for five days. <laughs> so I drive down there. I got pulled over three times in one day. Because you drive through all these like tiny mountain towns where it's like twenty five. No, I got one ticket the first time. Yeah. The second time, I was like, I've already gotten a ticket today. I'm just trying to get. It. And he let me go. The cops were cool because yeah. it was like middle of nowhere Idaho, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Idaho's cool, man. 
Idaho well, is Bo- beautiful. Let me rephrase that. Boise, Idaho it's is Boise. cool. It's Boise. Yeah. Boise. Boise yes. is cool. But the rest of Idaho is, is very mm-hmm. underrated. Yeah. I played some gigs like, uh, in I, like you know, I used to do the college thing. Mm-hmm. And I played at Idaho and Idaho State. Okay. And good people. Yeah. Cool That's mascot, too. The Vandals. Yeah. How badass is that? That, that is. I gotta shut this thing off. What the? What, what's messing with you? What yeah, is man, it? It's like I'm in a fucking menthol cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> it's an, that's an oil diffuser. Oh, nice. So you don't like the tea tree then? I shouldn't do the tea tree. So is it like putting out like... Yeah, you put a couple drops of uh, of, of like an essential oil. Oh, yeah. And, that's, and those are all the rage now. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Sorry, Shane doesn't. I've got one. Shane's running the show. <laughs> that's just, that's you just didn't like the scent that I put in? Yeah. I mean, if I'm yeah. just getting... Uh, it's like a menthol cigarette. Yeah. Not a menthol guy, huh? Not a menthol guy. No. All right. Sorry. It's cool. It's all good. I forgive you. Thanks. <laughs> That's what it's about. Isn't that what Don Henry Menthol said? free zone up in here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So right on, man. So let's talk about what you're up to, man. I am, uh, I, in, I grew up here, obviously, and um, kind of lived all over the place the past 10 years. But um, my wife and I live in Atlanta, Georgia now. She works for CNN. And I got a publishing deal in Nashville uh, probably about three years ago. Mm-hmm. And I started just thinking I would come up, you know, once a month, and now I'm going up once a week. Okay. So it's just been driving a lot. Um, so can I ask you some questions about your yeah, publishing deal? Yeah. Is that you're allowed to talk about? Like I can do whatever I want. That? I can right do on. it. Yeah. Awesome. Because I have a lot of questions about yeah, that yeah. side of things. Um, so my, my, and I'll first give it's you a brief It's probably better for you to ask me because I'll, yeah. I'll probably fumble over my words. Well, I'll give you a brief, I'll give you a brief description of my understanding of what I think a publishing deal is. And you can tell me what it right. really is just from what I've heard. Uh, basically the way I understand it is, uh, you know, a company will, will listen to whatever your past songwritings and all that stuff. And, uh, they'll give you what, what's called a publishing deal. They'll pay you, um, pretty minimal salary mm-hmm. yearly. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, you need to be at these places and they'll team you up with these songwriters and they'll say, we need these type of songs. That's pretty much it. I mean, there's, and then if one gets bought, the publishing company shares your publisher share with you, depending yes. on the deal you worked out with. Yes. Them. Okay. Well, basically in a nutshell, in the music business, as you probably know, if a song is on the radio, there's a writer's share mm-hmm. and there's a publisher's share. Yes. So you want to own your publishing, mm-hmm. especially in the pop world. But in the country world, in the national world, in order to get a song cut, which is getting harder and harder by the day, you kind of have to give up some of your publishing because mm-hmm. it's such a good old boy network. You know, like I was always taught, hold on to your publishing as long as you can. Yeah. But in Nashville, you kind of have to... Unless you get really lucky, if you want to be a paid songwriter, you have to give up something to mm-hmm. get paid. Um, and that's it. I mean, um, I never thought I would be going to Nashville at all. Like, I grew up not really being a fan of country music. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I when we moved to Atlanta, it just kind of an opportunity presented itself. And I went down that road, and um, it's been three years. Yeah. And uh, I never had co-written with anyone before. Co-written, excuse me. Um and it's really kind of taught me a lot about the craft of it. And I've learned to really appreciate mm-hmm. the work that goes into it as opposed to, it's a different skill set. Like being an artist, you know, you kind of take your time and it means it comes from your heart mm-hmm. and being a writer. It's, um, it's, let's get the job done. Let's get the, let's write the best song we can. And so it kind of gives you a deadline to finish. It makes you finish things. 
it makes them more. It makes them more it, work than yeah. Art. It's like a de- it's yeah. like a desk job. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, that's a brutal way of putting it. Like we got to get this song out today. It's like we got, let's bang. let's bang this out. Yeah. You know, let's and if the the more you, the more I've done it, the better I've got mm-hmm. gotten at looking at songs and analyzing them and you know making them better as mm-hmm. opposed to like before I was kind of painting on a blank canvas canvas and doing whatever I want. So like. Yeah. I would work like on this a song is right for, for my voice. This is right for what I'm trying yeah. to do in the direction writing, of my music. You're, yeah, but when you're a writer, you're writing for the market. Mm. You know, it's it's a weird thing when business and art meet. Yeah. You know? So there, it used to really bother me, but now I've kind of learned to look at it as my job. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's been interesting. Yeah. So how many how many songs have you written since you got your publishing deal? Oh man, um, hundreds. Yes, I write like. Probably three songs a week. Jesus. Um, sometimes more. So what happens with those songs then? Sometimes nothing. Uh, what they what well, we all, when you write them, your publishing company they have my they have it, most right? of my publishing, mm-hmm. um, which it is what it is. But mm-hmm. they're paying me. You yes. Know? Um, and I have a really good relationship with my publisher. It's a really small company, and like he came to my wedding. It's like there, it's a lot of the big companies. You have a bigger chance of getting a song recorded by someone, mm-hmm. but you're like. They don't give a shit. Yeah, they're they don't a number. Care. You, you, they can get rid of you like that. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty invested in the company. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, there's only three writers there, and um, so it it's cool because they pay attention to me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm an asset, but it's hard because we're so small. Yeah, we have a thing called they call it a song plugger. She goes around and pitches songs to labels or artists, and if they like it, they put it on hold, and if they cut it, they cut it. But it's just Nashville is becoming the music business is, as you know, so it's always shrinking and changing with streaming, and it's become harder and harder to actually be a successful songwriter in Nashville. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. And it really is. It's a numbers game, and it's like schmoozing is just as important, which I hate, but mm-hmm. you got to do it. Yeah. You know, like your talent. It's not the most important thing, unfortunately. At least, at least until you really get your foot in the door. Yeah. You know, it's. Well, I, man, I feel like in the late 80s to early 90s, ever since I've been into music and from yeah. what I can understand, it was either um, you made it and your shit was on the radio or you haven't. There was no in-between. Mm-hmm. And now th- there's from the point of not making it to the point of making it, there's just so many there's different so many levels. Different avenues. Yeah. You know, because there's several successful bands that are touring that are playing, you know, that can that can fill a vinyl music hall, like a yeah. 500... That that have never gotten an ounce of radio play, that have never had to buy a song from someone else to record. Yeah, well, they're they're you building know? their audience. Yeah, I mean that's kind of if you're gonna be a successful artist, you mm-hmm. kind of need to do that. Yeah, because radio is dying. Yeah, it's been dying for a long time. Absolutely, which is bad news for me. But you yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, they're still just like I, f- I feel like the record industry is stronger now than they were ten years ago. Probably. Because they they had to adapt to they it. They have to. They were like, and, okay, well, we're gonna sign these three sixty deals. So we want, yeah. we don't just want your, we just don't want your songs. We want your fucking Pepsi commercial. Yeah, we want your merch. Yeah. We, want, we want a piece of everything. Oh, yeah. And also, man, the radio, the 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 major rec- labels, they're always gonna be around. Like they're making tons of money off of streaming. Mm-hmm. They made deals with Spotify and Apple Music. Yeah, it's the writers and the artists who are really getting screwed. Mm-hmm. You know, the the labels are making a ton of money. They're mm-hmm. always gonna be. Yeah. They figured yeah. out how to how to adapt. Yeah. And one thing I didn't know that I learned the other day is that a lot of these big time festivals. I don't know if Bonnaroo is this, but I would assume they. I are. would assume it is. Now. Um, but like, uh, but like your hangout festival and all that shit. Yeah. Those stages are, like BMI will buy 
a stage for that festival oh, and they'll just put BMI artists on it. So it's not like this guy booking it. It's like, okay, you're ASCAP. Okay. Yep. Well, ASCAP got this stage. So ASCAP, you can only put your artists. You can only put your artists are, on it. Yeah, yeah. And that blew my mind. Yeah. I said, wait a second. So these, it's not, it, it's not at all what the people want. It's still like, that's how these festivals are making money too. Cause they're saying, they're we're going to have these amount of people here anyway. Mm-hmm. You want the stage BMI. You want your fucking artists on here. That's going to cost you $3 million. And they're like, sure. Yeah. Let's, let's get it. You'll get there. all of our promo. You'll get all of our artists on this main stage kind of thing. And that, I didn't that's know interesting. that. I haven't been to a music festival in so long. Yeah. Like it's, it's gotta be a completely different environment. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the last, I guess technically the last festival I went to, I, I played at was in Telluride. Yeah. But that's like a, that that thing will never Different. change. It's like yeah. not corporate at all. Yeah. But like Bonnaroo, I went to the first two Bonnaroos. Yeah. And it, I'm sure it's completely corporate now. Like I'm sure. I mean, Last time I went was 06. Yeah. So you probably went like 02 or 03 or something. I went 02 and or 03 and 04 maybe. I didn't yeah. go to the first one. I went to the second and the third yeah. one. How about Telluride, man? Isn't that the beautiful. best place on earth? Yeah, it really is. Jeez. Like, we have some, we can talk about some Telluride stories. Yeah. Like, oh, I got a couple too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this guy's a legend. Shane right here is a Telluride legend. Are you? Yeah, like hot tub. Are you a coxman? I try, I, try, I try to stay modest about it, but it's pretty true. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Oh God, I can't tell that story. Oh, yeah. All right. Tell me off the air. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. You can totally tell the story. I just can't. I got you. Bri- right very on. briefly, we uh, we got into some BP money. Oh, and um, I moved right away right when that happened, like an idiot. Um, and we all had a little bit. So some of our friends, um, one of our friends had a restaurant out there or was like managing a restaurant out there and another one worked with him. So we were like, let's go to Telluride for a week. Was this like in the winter or the summer? In November. Okay. So right before the season kicked off. Yeah. Right before the first like heavy It was like that little lull before the first, right before Thanksgiving. Okay. So it was a really cool time to be there. Like right now. The town wasn't packed. Yeah. Like. And all that, and and yeah, we just we had a really good time, and cool. such a good time that the next night we went out, like people were coming up to him, being like, "No, oh, I remember Dude. you from last night, bro." <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Norm." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man! Because it's such a small town. Oh, for like, sure. Yeah. It's so, it's great though. Yeah. Yeah, we're like walking to like the That's so funny. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like three different guys. Oh, dude. Like, God damn happened. it. Yeah. That's yeah. so great. Throughout that entire day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, um, what what's that? The Telluride Bluegrass Festival? Yeah, I did. A, I won a um, like a songwriting contest there. Mm. Not really. It was more a performance. And yeah. they, they every year they do the. It's called the Troubadour um, mm-hmm. Festival or Troubadour, Troubadour Contest. They take. 10, they take all these submissions, but they pick 10 people from around the country. And then it's kind of like its own little thing. You play two songs, and then they pick five people from that. And then the next day, you play one song, and they they pick a winner. And I won. Yeah. I actually won the guitar that I'm going to play later. Oh, sweet. So it's the Troubadour Express. That's awesome. And it was really man. cool because at the time, I was living in New York City. And um, my sister was living in uh, Vail. And my mom was going to go to that festival anyways with her. They had already planned, and they got to see me win. So it was wow. like it was like meant to be. It's yeah. really, it was really cool. That's a cool story, yeah. man. Yeah. So. Um. So back to your publishing deal. So so you you write a hundred songs a year. Just yeah. To say, pretty much. There. Yeah. Um. There's and, like four good ones. But. <laughs> yeah. So uh. So what happens when one sells? Well, it doesn't sell. It really. This is what also sucks. Like, I've had a lot of songs put on hold. Um. And maybe one or two that have been cut, but yeah. if it's not a single, you're not going to make any money. Mm-hmm. So you don't you don't make money unless the song becomes 
successful. Yeah. And yeah. it used to be when people were buying records, if you got on an album, it still made money because it was part of that. Because they would divide that album. But now by, it's so yeah. single oriented. If it's not the single, it's like big deal. Yeah. You know? So um, who's bought some of your songs? Can you share A bunch of people in Canada, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. Yeah, thanks a lot, dicks. <laughs> well, I heard a, I've heard some really corny Canada jokes like, how did they come up with the name Canada? C, A, N, A, D, A. Yeah. All right, that's it. We're done. <laughs> Cut it, Shane. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. Uh, didn't uh, I, th- I think didn't uh, Lady Antebellum do one of your songs? No, they were going or? to, and I got my hopes yeah. up and told a bunch of people, Fuckers. which I learned not to do. That's a hard thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, me managing uh, a band specifically. Uh, Get excited. It's well, it's, especially when you have like, I'm talking to this guy at this label. Yeah. Next week on the phone. Really. And then yeah, and then you like tell them about it, and then it just, just lose. I've learned to just like really... I don't tell them anymore. Yeah, I, I, just, I just don't want him to think that I'm not working. No, yeah, <laughs> <You> know, <right. laughs> like that I'm not trying to make shit happen. Um, it's frustrating, man. It's it really, really is. It's like if you're not jaded a little bit, you haven't been doing it long enough. Oh, I mean, you're sure. gonna get used to hearing the word no mm-hmm. a lot, and that's okay. It's I don't I don't think it's a problem being jaded. I think mm-hmm. it makes you tough. Well, I think there's know? good no's too. Yeah. That's true. You can really seek out some powerful uh-huh. no's. Like yeah. I remember my first like really good no. Um, was you know from from a major label? I mean, that's and awesome. I was just like, you responded to my email. Holy that's shit! A, that's I must a victory have written right a good there. email. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it's bizarre. Yeah. Um. So yeah, man, it's just it's it's crazy how all that all that stuff works. Just because there's and there's just so many there's so many people doing it too. Because um, you know, read one hundred percent full disclosure. Um, like you're my favorite songwriter. Really? As, yeah, absolutely. Like as far as songwriting, like Kelby and I, we listen to your shit all the time. Thanks, man. Like you, like you write some incredible songs. I appreciate man. that. So like I'm really stoked, and I'm, I mean I work with a lot of people, but as far yeah. as like just writing, like really good, like everything, like the the all everything about it. So, Thanks, man. That means so a lot. I'm really stoked. I'm really stoked to see what you're doing, man. And uh, I'm working on some yeah. stuff. I've, it's I it, one thing I've really come to realize is I'm I'm comfortable going in any genre now. I used mm. to not. Like I used to be like, God, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. It's just too country or whatever. But yeah. it's the song. Like my job is to make the best song I can out of it. And does it become it, a joke to you sometimes? Yes, absolutely. Like some of the songs that have gotten the biggest response, I'm like, I wrote this. This is like a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But what do I know? Yeah, you know. Yeah, that, so that, that's what I've I got. learned to like <laughs> like compartmentalize being a writer and writing for me. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think it took me a long time. Like when I first started co-writing. I just couldn't handle it because I was always used to being in control. Yeah. And when co-writing, really all it is is dealing with people. And sometimes you need to learn how to put your energy in where it's needed. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily like my friend Chris Burgess, who's a writer in Nashville. Um, <clears throat> he told me when I first started, he's like, look, if you woke up today and you wanted to go to Graceland, what would you do? And I would be like, he's like, you do whatever you want. You'd leave at 11 o'clock. You'd stop when you had to pee, whatever. Let's say you drive the car. He's like, let's say you call me up and you tell me you're going and I want to come. And I sit in the front seat and I tell you this alternate route and we stop at this barbecue place. So you never would have known was there if I didn't tell you it was there. And then like we see my buddy at the barbecue place and he wants to come too. And he sits in the back seat and me and you get an argument on which way to go. And the guy in the back seat says, 
go where Chris says or go where Reed says. Mm-hmm. He picks one. He's like, that's what co-writing is. He's like, you're used to driving the car. Sometimes you need to drive the car. Sometimes you need to sit in the back seat. Mm-hmm. He's like, and when you're in the back seat, you kind of have power because you kind of, yeah. you know. Yeah, it. and and how glamorous is that trip going to be to yeah. fucking Graceland now? Exactly. It could have been way better. Yep. Yeah. It just every time every time you get in a room, it you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Which I, that's something I, I really like. Do you write with people you because a lot of times I'm assuming they put you in a room with someone you've never even met. Oh, and you all know the time. zero of all the material. time. Yeah, pretty much every almost every day. Yeah, it's and there's like this weird like part of the, a good write is really just the hang. Like if you yeah. can hang and like not be an asshole, mm-hmm. like, you're going to come up with something. You know. Yeah. But sometimes you come up with nothing. And then egos get in the way and shit. Oh, it's totally. It just depends on. Who you're with. Like, yeah. a lot of the younger people I'm writing with, like, younger artists, like, I know they're going to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. So my job is to kind of let that happen and then maybe be, like... Harness where you can. Yeah, because they're going to, you know, write what they want to write. They're 22 yeah. years old. Be like, know? dude, your subject-verb conjugation is all fucked. Yeah, just, like, <laughs> maybe not this word, but that word. Yeah. You know, like, you're going to do your melody the yeah. way you're going to do it, you know? So it's, it's kind of... A, I, I when I first started doing it, I really didn't like it, mm. but now I've kind of seen the beauty of it. Like yeah. I like to come to rights with like from scratch, because yeah. then something sort of and you kind of go where it takes you. I've done both. I've had ideas that turn into something. I've had ideas that turn into what I did not want. Yeah. So and just every day is different. So what's your take on these uh, songwriters festivals, man? Like I- they're cool. Um, like is it is it not strange when you're on stage with three other people, and that's all Nashville, man. Like that's the Nashville, yeah. like in the round. You're not. I in don't the round. like it. I don't really either. Um, I do. I do it, but like I don't like playing three songs in an hour. You know. Yeah. And you and you have to put on your fake like because I've had my picture taken in those rounds and I'm like, and sorry, I'm making a mm. very judgmental face yeah. for you listeners, but you have to kind of be like. Cool. Yeah, and you're like these other guys aren't very good. Or yeah, or you have to kind of. Or pick, you're killing it, and they or are. They're, or they're or they're they're killing it, and I'm yeah. not. You know, like it. it but that's yeah, just you have what to be like, is. can I just sit out? The, like you just take over, and I'll just sit out. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Thing. Yeah, like can I just watch you and like yeah. like know. that poor guy? Man, when I saw you at Thirty Eight Songwriter Festival, that poor guy that was playing with you, it was know. you and another guy. Um, well, how long it ago was, was uh, it? Last year, it was at an Old oh, yeah. Fish House. Yeah, I remember. And I was with uh, the Continuum yeah, Kids next the, door, yeah. and then we came over and caught you next. And it was you and another guy. And the dude's songs were decent, but like he just had no hope because that was your hometown crowd. Yeah, yeah. people were that room was packed, yeah. and people were there to see Reed. So every time Reed <laughs> plays, <laughs> yeah! and then every time he's done, like golf club. <laughs> And but That's and even funny. me, just I'm I'm a homer too. Yeah, I'm not, man. Like I was there to see you. That's so, my you know, advantage. I was, like, like, I was like, God damn, well, this guy shut the fuck up so Reed can play. And it's weird because I'm used to. I mean, you know, like you know how it is here. Like you play gigs for four hours. Yeah. You know, it's playing yeah. around is like nothing. Mm-hmm. And people, a lot of people in Nashville don't gig. Like they like playing around is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, there's like twelve people in here. Yeah. We're playing three songs each. Like this is a joke, mm-hmm. but it's their only outlet. You yeah. know, they they write all these songs that they never get to play. Yeah. So for me, I I have to be respectful of that because for me, I'm like, why are you nervous? Like, yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There is a there is an art. There's a book that my friend recommended to me. Uh, do you do Audible at all? Mm-mm. Well, if you ever do, or if you read books, it's called the subtle art of not. I'm reading it right now. Yeah, it's Mark awesome. uh, Mark Manson. It's awesome. It's fucking hilarious. It's like liberating too. It's like, dude, that, I, that really kind of changed my oh perspective my on on why 
I look at writing differently now. It's like, dude, it's just a song. If you write a crappy song, just write another one. Dude, I'm only I'm only about a third of the way yeah, through. That's great. It, and I catch myself laughing out loud oh, yeah. every page. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's just so funny. He's like, Yeah, you see that? Fuck you. You thought yeah. that. <laughs> you know, like it just you go, yeah, it's Yeah, I, I recommend it. Yeah. For people with anxiety or just Absolutely. like if, if you think think things through too much, like mm-hmm. just read that book. Because it Absolutely. makes you like Don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah, man. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Nobody cares. Because no one cares anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. Because yeah, fuck. But it's, but, and, fuck and it's, you. Yeah. you do care. Of course you care. Of course you give a fuck. Mm-hmm. But like, there's a beauty in like, look, it's going to be okay either way. Yeah. You know. Man, I'm so glad you brought that up. Because yeah, I've been cool. wanting to talk about it, but I don't want to sound like that guy. Yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah. You know what I'm reading right now. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's, that's <laughs> well, really funny. Because that's, so. <laughs> that's, that's the current, that's the current book that I'm, that I'm reading right that's now. Cool. So that's really cool, man. I'm glad you brought that's that good. up. And uh, I just got Hammer of the Gods too. I haven't heard of that. It's the, same the Led Zeppelin. It's the Led Zeppelin oh, story, sweet. basically. And they get really into. I love uh, the rock docs. Yeah, the rock bio. Play. Yeah, and um, their their manager, uh, what was his name, Peter? Forget what his name is, but supposedly he's one of the greatest. Yeah, rock managers, and he was a like a the motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, but uh, Peter Grant, I think. Is you know. His name. Um, you know, almost famous is based on the band in there is based on Led Zeppelin. Yeah, I heard it was based on like them, like three different bands is what I heard. Like them, the Almond Brothers, and yeah. like one other. Because um, like Cameron Crowe used to write for Rolling Stone, mm-hmm. and he actually like followed he, his assignment was Led Zeppelin. Yeah. And Rolling Stone ripped Led Zeppelin when it yeah. first came out. Like, so that's uh, it's pretty crazy. Which is yeah. way to go, Rolling Stone. Like you fucked that up. Man, I just watched that movie. Um, it's a like great a movie. month ago for the first time yeah. in probably like seven or eight years. Great. Man. I'm a golden god. Yeah. <laughs> is, that what you did in, is that what you did? Is that what you did? No, he was the Yeti. <laughs> he was the, the he was Yeti. The Yeti Telluride. That's great. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Man, that's got it. I still can't wrap my head around though, just going into a room with two other people that you've never I know. People ask, they're right, like, so you just like people. How that, is that productive? Sometimes it's. You just have to. You just. You, right? The more you do it, the more you realize yeah. how to do it. I know that sounds stupid mm. but like it's just what it is yeah. like a lot of times it's getting out of the way mm. like there's nothing worse than writing with like two other people and one it's just like the anchor mm. it's like let's just get this done and then go back and edit it yeah. you know, or or if one's really bad if one's really bad it's it's tough like I have you ever th- just said that be like hey man, oh yeah the first you're year really not good. when i was first you getting should... when i first got started i didn't know anybody the mm-hmm. rights that i was setting up it was like most of the songs i was doing i were they weren't good like, I was embarrassed about it. Yeah. But it made me a better writer. Like, because I was like, why are we paying attention? Like, one little word can really change the whole perspective of the song. And I never really thought, I was always like, oh, you know. But I don't know. Like, when you're writing commercial music, it it's a different thing than writing, like, something from your soul, I think. Yeah. And there's a fine art of writing commercial music from your soul. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's hard to do. Harder than you think. Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah. So, and they say in Nashville, and this is classic. Uh, you're not writing for Hallmark. You're writing for Walmart. So, yeah, which is, which yeah. is pretty Shit. fucked up, but it's true. It's pretty I mean, true. People are stupid. Like, I'd hate to be stereotypical, but I would have to imagine that your average IQ of your people who listen that to really that your market, country, yep, and people who are listening to say Arcade Fire, yes, or you know, and well. 
at least the people who listen to Arcade Fire probably think they're a lot smarter than the Walmart people. You know, that's true. That's well people. said. Because yeah. there's there's a there's a certain level of pretentiousness there. Yeah. But but I, there, I'd I'd be willing to guess there's probably some level of truth to that as well. Yeah, and like I don't know, like I was just down in Boca Raton with my wife's parents, and her dad was like, I played him Jason Isbell, which I think he's the probably the best songwriter alive right now, and at least in that. Kind of Sturgill, man. Yeah, Sturgill. I mean, that, the, all, all those guys were stapled in. They're, thank God mm-hmm. that they're around. Um, but I played him some stuff, and he was like, it was, you know, the stuff off the South, South, uh, Southeastern, where it's a lot of just him, you know, and there's a lot of space. And I like that kind of music. But he was like, this is just a guy with a guitar. Like, he wasn't listening to the song. He, he was listening for, he wants the music and to feel something. Yeah. Like, and that's the way a lot of people listen to music. They just want to get the vibe of it yeah, they're they not want, really listening to the words yeah they want the rhythm section yeah they want the horns yeah. you know yeah that's too that's a shame i know but too i mean we're all guilty of it like yeah. is that where your wife's family from is Boca? Yeah, yeah right on Boca. um we tour there every now and then we go really? play uh we play the funky buddha yeah i've been there yeah yeah it's cool, it's cool. the little uh the little hookah lounge yep. and shit yep yeah yeah Boca is an interesting place it's definitely the exact opposite of here yeah south florida in general is its own thing you know, it's uh, on your way down there. Um, did you drive? To we Boca? have. I've done it many times. Yeah. And like we flew two hours outside of Boca when you get on that, that highway, when you get off the uh, Turnpike or Interstate or yeah, whatever, yeah. I think you get like an hour of highway. It's about 45 minutes of a strip mall Oh, totally. on the right side of the road. The whole way down is just a giant, fucking giant mall. strip mall. Yeah. That's all it is. It's well, all it's, strip, one story fucking strip malls the whole way. Yeah. Down. Well, South Florida is. They all it's, look the same. It's own. It's like the sixth borough of New York City. Like mm-hmm. everybody who lives there, most of the people who live there are from up north. Mm-hmm. So like you're driving through Ocala, you know, and then you get to I don't know. Right when you hit like West Palm, everybody starts driving faster. Like yeah. there's a whole different attitude. Oh, they which, call the girls all the girls at like Gainesville. They all call the girls from there Jewish American princesses. Yep. They call them Japs. Yep. Sweet. It's a thing. It's like Mean Girls. It really is. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. I was like, that's kind of fucked up. I know. It was true. I've never been down that far. Yeah. It's different. It's definitely different. Like, it's not, I don't know if I would want to live there. I like going there because it's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. But it's a whole different lifestyle. How do you like Atlanta? I like it. Atlanta's um, crazy. Atlanta is crazy. I feel like the last 10 years... Last um, yeah, everywhere is crazy now though. Yeah. Like Nashville is blowing up. I mean, any town with with an economy. I mean, there's a crayon on every corner. You know. Yeah, I can't do East Nashville, man. <laughs> I felt like it was fucking Halloween. Yeah, dude. It's like <laughs> it's like the Brooklyn of Nashville. Yeah, everybody thinks they're super exactly cool. Exactly right. Um, honestly, like I like East Nashville mm. just because it's not the. Yeah. Well, the shops the, and the, the restaurants box. are wonderful. Yeah, their food's good, yeah. the, but there's yeah. cool people over there. But mm. I know your first impression is like, all right, everyone here is yeah. way too proud of themselves. Dude, you walk into this yeah. coffee shop and you're just like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, is this really happening? <laughs> like, everyone has the same boots on, mm-hmm. uh, the same jeans, the same cool hats. Really tight jeans. Their hats and their glasses you, like, and their like jackets. Hipsters. Like hipsters. Like hipsters. hipsters. Yeah, to the max, though. Yeah. Like, yeah, but not some everyone loved it. The not band, everyone's like that. The band yeah. loved it. They thought it was great. They're like, yeah, everyone has their own style. I was like, no, they don't have their own fucking style. They all have the exact same fucking think, style. I don't you think own he, that goddamn hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think you hate East Nashville. You just hate hipsters, like, which is fair. I don't, I don't hate anybody. Yeah. I just it was it was discouraging because there's a lot of cool people that yeah. live in East. I, I, yeah. I would if I lived in Nashville, I would probably prefer to live yeah. over there because 
it's like a whole whole different world than the mm-hmm. actual grind of like country music. Yeah. You know. Well, my cousin and his wife live in East Nashville. Yeah. And I love them. So there's some cool yeah. people there. There's yeah. definitely a vibe there that you either enjoy yeah. or don't. So know? what do you do when you go to Nashville? Do you have, do you have a place you stay? I do they put a, you up somewhere? Do you have a they, uh, that's, apartment? That's or? a complicated question at this point. I I am like sucking it up. I had an apartment with a, with another partner of the mm-hmm. company, and he left. So now I literally the the way at Nashville is the publishing companies are actually in houses like it, it's not like yeah. buildings. Some of them are in buildings, mm-hmm. but like Music Row, what they call it, it looks like it's a neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, it's all houses yeah, that yeah, they yeah. turned into offices. So I am sleeping at my c- company like on a couch. So it's pretty hardcore. Hey, free ninety nine though. Yeah, Shit. exactly. Yeah. So sometimes I crash with friends, but like I'm, I'm like. Yeah. Trying real hard. Yeah, man. No, it's crazy. <laughs> People are like, how can you do that? I was like, what else am I going to do? Yeah. Quit? I mean, I must have drove down Music Row because I know like one of the big, one of the like the big Christian record companies. Yeah, you probably did. Curb or yep, something Curb. like that. Yeah. And I saw their house. It's basically like a house Well, they have a ton of stuff Where because uh, Tim McGraw basically built that. Like, okay. They, have, they had him at least in the 90s. Okay. So they got like a whole section of Music Row. Yeah. I don't really know what they're doing now, but they they made a lot of money. Yeah. They had so, enough to stick around, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, not to rip on country music, because there is good parts of it, but, like, the CMAs, like, Garth Brooks lip sync. Yeah. That's just sad. Yeah. It's like, you're Garth Brooks, man. And he's putting on, like, the biggest tour in the world right now. Yeah, he's going to make a ton of money, but, like, people called him out, like, Miranda Lambert and her boyfriend. Fuck him. It's like, dude, you should be able to get up there and sing a damn song. Yeah. Wheeler Walker does this thing where he'll uh, take out the mouth of Garth Brooks and put his (laughs) mouth on it. (laughs) And, you know, like he'd like, hey, oh, so yeah, he'd be like, "Fuck you, I'm Garth Brooks. I'm fat." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that guy. Yeah, I man, I don't even think his songs are that funny. I just love he is he like he, he is, is purposefully going after middle people finger. in yeah. Nashville yeah. and trying to fuck them all up. Yeah. Like, dude, every time I don't know, drop them out. Let me see them yeah. titties. It's pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> drop them out. Let me see them titties. <laughs> Well, no, that's true. The first time I heard that Puss in Boots song, I was mm-hmm. rolling. Yeah, you've lost it. There's one. In, there's one on that so record hard. called "Somebody Here Better Suck My Dick." Like, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's actually so called funny. it's actually called "Which One of You Fags Is Gonna Yeah, suck that's my what dick. it is. Sorry, mom. If you listen, if you're listening to this, you should probably just turn it off. No, which one of you queers is gonna <laughs> which suck one my you, dick? Yeah. Is what it's called. Damn. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, but uh, but it, it, it yeah, where he's at though, he like, and he's starting to kind of do the songwriting thing too he's writing some songs with some big people oh i'm sure too. he's i mean he's getting in you know? getting in there yeah like, that's the whole goal well he's gonna you know? he's gonna monopolize where he can too even though he's like fuck yep. all of you he'll still get in where he'll where yep. he's allowed to um yeah i heard him on do you listen to howard stern at all uh, no nah, man not in years yeah like i yeah. listen to him all the time and they have yeah. a thing called the wrap-up show where they like bring in people mm-hmm. like him or whatever and he's been on there a couple of times so i mean he's getting he's getting hurt well he's been really smart about what he's doing mm-hmm. um like he got banned from walmart he got banned from all these places they <laughs> aren't allowed to sell it. yeah that's, that's oh, his oh, big oh, thing his, his, his yeah YouTube. they aren't allowed to sell his stuff i think best buy isn't allowed to sell he's not allowed stuff, to go in there all that <laughs> like, <laughs> so he's using that as a as a marketing it's, it's too, smart he's also man he goes on like uh, like you know, one of the biggest podcasts, the Rogan podcast. He goes on yeah. that show like a once lot. a year. He goes on Stern. He so he goes on to all these he goes places. On Marin. Yeah. yeah, and um, I think the first time he was on there, and he said the first time after he went on Rogan, after the first time, his album actually charted. That's great. Just because, like, I think Rogan has like six to seven million listeners an episode. 
That's so, great. And you know, you have this guy. Yeah, I mean, that, Howard Stern has yeah. like forty million listeners. Yeah, you know? like yeah, even still. Yeah, getting that. Getting, is he still with uh, Sirius yeah. XM and all that? Yeah, I listen to that a lot. I mean, I drive a lot. So yeah, it's kind of so like, you have you listen to Salary Radio. I listen to that and podcasts. And what station do you listen? To? What station? Mainly station Howard Stern because it's yeah. hilarious. He does a great interview. Like, yeah, he interviews the coolest people and uh-huh. he's really good at it. Mm-hmm. And then they do the fuck most funny stupid stuff mm-hmm. that you've ever. Heard. Does he does he still have all his team like as Gary and Artie yep. Bang and all them? Yeah, Artie's there? not there anymore. Yeah. Um, he tried to kill himself like seven yeah. years ago, and yeah. I think they like it's fucked up. He needed to get out of there. Did like, you hear about how he did that? I think he stabbed himself or something. Drank and his a bunch mom, of bleach. like I think his mom found him. Oh, his mom yeah. was coming over to his. Well, house. he was like a junk. He was had a heroin habit mm-hmm. or something like that. But yeah, I think it's not like Howard Stern got rid of him. They were like, "Look, you, this show is bad for you. Yeah. Like it makes you." Like yeah. he really kicked it, you mm-hmm. know. So, which is because I liked Artie a lot. Um, I like listening to the old stuff. Yeah, I listen to it a lot. My wife like makes fun of me, but I don't care. Just she, she probably hates it. Huh? She's like, you've been listening to this all day. I'm like, it's awesome. <laughs> it's hilarious. That's why you need your AirPods, bro. You just like put just, one in so you they, can still hear what's going on. They just literally on. some guy just dipped his balls in chocolate pudding and put it on somebody's face <laughs> and called it coon eyes. <laughs> Again, mom, you should probably turn this off if you're listening. <laughs> what, what's your mom's name? Trish. Trish. Mama Trish. Hey, Trish. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for I hope you, if you're still I, listening, thanks yeah. for making it this far. So, but yeah, man. Yeah. So, um, so you're in town. Yep. Here being in here, playing some um, gigs. I think we're, I think we're probably going to publish this immediately after we're done here. Yeah. Um, pretty close like to it, yeah. Cool. Within a couple hours, so we can go and tell them about what you're doing, man. I'm uh, I'll be here uh, all weekend playing at Beauchamp's uh, from six to nine tonight, Wednesday, uh, Friday, and Saturday. So it's gonna be like a high school reunion. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, my granddad's coming. My granddad, he's 92. He moved down here about six months ago, so it's cool having him around. That's awesome. Yeah, he's he's like still kicking it. Oh, like dude. still yeah, has. He works out more than I do. Yeah. Like, and which isn't much lately, but uh, <laughs> like he does push ups and like goes swimming and rides his bike. And that's awesome. Work for NASA. What a way to be. For, what's that? What a way to be. I know. That's, he's still still kicking. Yeah. So he did what? He worked for NASA. He worked for NASA for like fifty years. Gotcha. Like he developed for more like on the airplane side of things. He um he worked with wind tunnels mm-hmm. and developed this thing called Flutter, which makes a plane fly straighter. So, but he worked on like the wind tunnels on like the Apollo stuff and. He knows all these secrets that he can't tell. I'm like, Granddad, do we really walk on the moon? You got to figure something out. Does he drink? Oh, uh, yeah, he drinks wine. Get, we'll get a, get a couple bottles. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I literally asked him, asked him questions. He's like, I can't tell you that. I'm like, that's badass. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Is the earth flat? Yeah. Have you ever oh, met God any- damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's twice in the last two Have weeks. Have you ever met that? <laughs> met someone that thinks that? We, we talked about this last week. Do you think it's flat? Fuck no. Good, thank you. Are you kidding me? I had a write with this guy. I won't say his name. He's like a hit writer. Out, out of his mind. Like, this is after the Las Vegas shootings. So we go in there, and it's two other people, and he's just like, man, man, the Vegas shootings are fake. Blah, blah, blah. Like, the media. But he t- starts ripping on the media. And I was like, my wife works, works for CNN. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry. And he's like, well, NASA's a bullshit organization. The Earth is flat. He's like, he thought there was a glass <laughs> ceiling on you're the like earth. like my grandfather works for NASA. Yeah, he's like, he's like, when Hillary Clinton was talking about the glass ceiling broke, and I was like, it's a figure of speech. He really thought he that. He thought there was a glass. No, no, he didn't think dome that. on top of the earth. No, he, he didn't think that. the moon that. is fake. Yes. Uh-uh. 
and then it's, I'm like, my grandfather worked for NASA for 50 years. And he's like, well, the Illuminati is run by the Pope who's a pedophile in the Catholic Church. I was like, I went to Catholic I school. Could, I could almost buy that. I was like, yeah, I got to go, dude. Yeah. I mean, that was the, probably the most the most believable. I was like, all right. So, <laughs> we didn't write a song. So. <laughs> yeah, you just checked out. I was like, this like I'm going to go. You call your publisher teams, and be like, who the fuck was this guy? And he's like, man, I'm going to the panic show. I was like, I bet you are. That sums it up. I was like, "Are you like rolling your balls off right now?" Because yeah, everything yeah. you say, I sort of want to punch you. He's probably like, "Yeah, I caught him in Athens last night." He's I'm like, been, no, he's like, tonight. he's like, "I've been to over nine hundred shows." I'm like, "Wow, you've wasted mm. a lot of time and money on that." Never missed mm. a Sunday once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we aren't gonna go into that. Yeah, we might offend. People get people. mad at me for. I know. For, I keep my, my you gotta, panic opinions. Yeah. Fuck that. Especially in the Southeast. I know, If dude. you have negative opinions it's, it's of holy panic ground. in the Southeast. Yeah, I've, I've definitely been to some panic shows. I've been to like 10. I and you know how many I wanted to go to? Zero. Yeah, that's a good number. Yeah. I mean, just be honest. You go to those shows to get fucked up. Like That's all it is. That's It's a safe place to do drugs. safe place to do drugs and party. Yep. So. Yep. That's all it is. Just like dead shows in the 70s. Yeah. In the early 70s, you know, whatever. That's all it was. It was a safe place for kids to go and do the acid. Yeah. I think Marin has a. Bit I like the dead that. way better than Panic, though. I would. I, oh, I would I, take the I, dead. I got, I got times way into Panic. the Grateful Dead in college. Yeah. Like, I could never get into White Sword Panic though. Mm. Like, yeah, sorry, any Panic fans. Like, <laughs> don't apologize for that shit. <laughs> you really hate it's them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I think he might have a larger dislike for them than I do. Yeah, I think he's getting pretty mad over there. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather us just not talk about it. Yeah, let's change the subject. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Fucking panic. You brought it up. I you just had to derailed say the word. this whole interview. Uh, you did. Yeah, sorry. We're off the, we're off the boat off the now. Yeah. We, were, we were all about positivity and shit, and now we're all, now about, we're all mad. these people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's drink some more whiskey. I did, I did meet JoJo at uh, a bar in Atlanta. He was really cool. You know, I have an opposite story about JoJo really? when I met him. He was not he cool. He's a huge dick. Yeah. Really? Well, he yeah. was drinking wine when we met him. He was drinking wine when I met him. I think, <laughs> I think he was attracted to a my whole wife, bottle. too. But yeah, he yeah. was pounding wine. Yeah. yeah. Well, my wife's like, I was like, that guy's in widespread panic, I think. Yeah. Because they had just played the New Year's. It was like the New Year's show they play at mm-hmm. Fox every year. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the whole band came in. I was like, you would have, you would have exploded. <laughs> <laughs> it was this empty bar, too. So that's why I think he was kind of cool. Like, it yeah. wasn't like. Yeah. And then my wife charmed him, and he was probably more interested in talking to her than For me. For sure. But he was cool to me, so. He just. He wasn't when, cool when to me. Like, no, nah, man, he was just like, he basically kind of did the whole, don't you know who I am kind of thing. Oh. Uh, I was like, nah, I don't. You're like, I couldn't care less. No. And he told me who he was. I was like, I still don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you meet him at? It was when he played at, uh, it was when he played at Funky Blue Shack. Oh, he played there? I well, it was JoJo with the Mardi Gras band. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And uh, we had to shell out a bunch of money. It wasn't me who, who booked, booked it. it. No, fuck no. I would have yeah. told him no, go play somewhere else. <laughs> but someone else booked when it. When did that happen? Man, this is... Uh, a couple years ago? like 2012. Okay. 2011. When it was before fun- I started really booking. Yeah, you know? back at the real, the old Funky Blue Shack. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, Have you been to the new one? I haven't been to it yet. Yeah, man. Is it cool? Yeah, I've booked yeah. some stuff out there. It's That's cool. cool. Um, it's cool. F- it's, it's, it's cool, I, but I feel like it's a little far away. Yeah. Is but it? also, but Baytown closed too, so it's that happy oh, medium. Okay. It's just, it's tricky. Yeah. The new Funky is tricky. I like, I'm glad that he that Chuck took it over. Is Chuck still in charge? For now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that was sad to see that place go. It was like my musical 
Yeah. Training ground. Playing yeah. Auto. It's a bummer that it's just sitting there. I know. I saw that. I thought it was going to be like an auto parts store. Well, but what's bummer is that's, that's sad too. That's yeah. what those. That's what the owners of Funkies tried to pull off because they, dude, they went under immediately. Oh, immediately, no. they've gone under so many times, yeah. and then Chuck buys it back mm-hmm. and fixes it. You mm-hmm. know, so yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but but anyway, we had JoJo and the Mardi Gras band play there, mm-hmm. and I was bartending, and I didn't even know that the band was there yet. Oh, and he came and sat down at my bar. It was just me and him, and uh, I was like, "Hey, man, how are you doing?" I was like, "Good." I was like, uh, is there anything I can get for you, dude? And he was like, yeah, man, I'll have a, a bottle of your bottle wine. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, okay, cool. You know, what, yeah. what kind of wine are you into? Would you like to see a list? You know, whatever kind of thing. I'm like, so get him his bottle of wine and shit. You know, get him a menu. So I'm, it's, it's a normal customer. Yeah, you're I just no you're doing your job. Yeah. Jojo Herman, you know, and I, and I was decent at my job. I gave people good service. I was yeah. never rude to anybody and shit so like I was like you know the first thing I do is when I give someone especially if I'm giving someone a $60 bottle of wine yeah. I'm starting them a tab mm-hmm. especially a funky blue shack so I was like hey man can I get like get a car to start a tab or something for you and he was like are you, are you kidding me and oh, I was no. like nah man not really like that's kind of how it works around yeah. here like you fucking <laughs> you, you get something you kind of fucking pay yeah. for it and he was he was like uh, I'm, I'm Jojo and I was like Hi, Jojo. I'm Jared. You know, kind of whatever. Like, What's up, and then, dude? and then I realized who he was. Yeah. But I was gonna see how far I could get it going before, <laughs> you know, whatever. And I was like, so what? You just want me to start you a tab under Jojo? Like, do you have a card or something that says Jojo on it oh, that I can no. fucking run? <laughs> and he was like, uh, dude, I'm the guy playing here tonight. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that, that'd I'm been really that. easy if you would have came in here and that. introduced yourself and said, yeah. hey, hey, hey what's your name? This yeah. is, I'm so-and-so. I'll be here all fucking night. Yeah. You're probably going to be serving me drinks all fucking night. Like, <laughs> let's start this out on the right foot, right? And just being so as pretentious as to me knowing who the fuck you are. I don't give a fuck who you are. You know? Yeah. Like, so, yeah, we did. We definitely, and I didn't, I didn't uh, serve him the rest of the night. Well, I'll let Rachel take care of it. You're like, I'll do it. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah. And you never came back. And he never came back. <laughs> yeah, I showed him. Yeah. yeah, right. Well, he walked with 5K that night. I walked with like $300. So I think he got the better he end won. of that deal for sure. And a bottle of wine. For yeah, sure. And $60 bottle of wine. <laughs> well, the thi- yeah. well, the thing is, though, the really funny thing about having him there, every musician in Dustin uh, that is anywhere close to that showed up that night and wanted to get on stage. Oh, I bet. That was their thing. Yeah. Um, Did he let him do that? A couple of them. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Some of the more, like, one of the, I think, one of the most talented guys in town is Donnie Sundle. Oh yeah, no question. For sure, He's no question. Gnarly. Um, and he let Donnie get up there, but then Donnie started playing. You know, he Donnie? probably schooled him. Oh yeah. fuck yeah. yeah, Donnie started playing some stuff, and JoJo stopped him, and he's like, "Hey man, we're you in the Kia C all night." Uh, what? <laughs> it's basically what JoJo oh, said. That's funny. Yeah, because you know Donnie got up there and started Donnie's, fucking yeah, doing Donnie's his left like hand bass and force of nature. Yeah. yeah, yeah, in some weird time signature and some different key or whatever. And JoJo's <laughs> like, "We're playing all majors tonight, bro." Like that that's was it. funny. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he actually said that on stage, and then I was like, "Dude, I really don't like you know." That's kind <laughs> of a dick thing to say. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Wow. Like that's the key of C is all majors, right? Well, Isn't the key right? of C is like the easiest key to play. Yeah. And yeah. The, yeah, and that's what JoJo said. He's like, "We're all in the key of C tonight, buddy." He's like, your stuff's too complicated. You're just too sophisticated. Yeah, you're a real musician. He's like, like <laughs> not all not not all these people are on fucking acid. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're actually gonna have to listen to this yeah. tonight. <laughs> so. That's pretty funny. Oh man, god damn it, we just went Sorry, down the we just went down hole. the rabbit hole. It's okay. The JoJo hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, sweet. Well, Reed, thanks for coming thanks, on, man. man. I appreciate been it. Fun hanging with you guys. Um, go see Reed uh, tonight, Wednesday. What, today's the twenty fourth, correct? Twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty second. 
November 22nd. Wednesday, November 22nd. Yep. It'll be at Beauchamp's from 6 to 9. It'll be there Friday November and 24th and 25th the whole weekend. So. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. Happy lot to be thankful for. Um, like, like do you want to play a song for us? Sure. Break, break our song cherry here? Yeah. Oh, we're doing this? Yeah. Oh, sweet. This is my Telluride guitar. What kind of guitar is that? It's called a Shanti. It's made by the guy who makes a guitar every year for the competition, and it's uh, this guy that kind of looks like Merlin on acid. He's got a big, long, white beard, and mm. he makes like, I don't know how many guitars a year, but probably 10 to 12 with his wife. Jesus, and, dude. Uh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's got coa wood and Brazilian rosewood. Wow. And there's a hole right here for the listeners. There's a hole in the top of the guitar. Which is kind of cool, but it feeds back a lot. But it makes it sound really good unplugged. So I'm going to play a song that I wrote in New York City. And uh, this one's definitely from the heart. So this is not going to be cut by a country artist, I think. Bells of Brooklyn. Uh, this is one of my favorite songs, by the way. And I wrote it, um, as I said, when I was living in Brooklyn, and um, I lived on a street where there was all these different churches of different denominations. And every day, around four thirty or five o'clock, all the bells would go off, and it's kind of chaotic, but in a very beautiful way. And that's kind of how New York City is. It kind of functions that way. And so this is my much to that. It's midnight on the avenue. Never felt more alive. Makes no difference what I do. Am I living to just survive? I'm getting caught up in the fury of a New York rain. Think I saw neon Jesus. Wondering if he's ever coming down here again. And if he did, would anybody need him? I get lost in my mind. Following my fear. Took a lot of wrong steps before I could get ready. And the bells in Brooklyn, they're ringing loud and clear. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder how I got ready. and poets they ruling these halls don't know which one to believe in and they write their message on the subway walls just depends on how you read them 
Then we traded these rivers for bridges and roads. It's where there's gold in the pavement. And I got some of these, now I want some of those. And if you got a chance, you better take it. I get lost in my mind, following my fear. Took a lot of wrong steps before I could get right here. And the bells in Brooklyn, they ring loud and clear. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder how I got right here. I wonder if the stars I'm under are the thread that ties the daylight to the dawn. Time runs through you dreams come true and what don't kill you makes you stronger later on what don't kill you makes you stronger later on later on Whoa. I get lost in my mind following my Took a lot of wrong steps before I could get right here. And the bells in Brooklyn, they ring loud and clear. I wonder, I wonder, yes, I wonder how I got right here. I wonder how I got right here. I wonder how I got right here, right here. That's it. Damn. <clears throat> Very nice. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. You just uh, That's the first time we've had several musicians on here. That's the first cool. time we've had anyone play. Hey, man. Should, just, uh, make them play a song. Chris in the room, man. Cool. That's well, uh, that's one of my favorite songs. I like to dedicate that to my wife, actually. Oh, she man. loves that song. Thank you. And we just celebrated our one-year anniversary. One year. Yeah. Congrats, man. So, that's really great. I'm and uh, and whether you believe it or not, she probably doesn't listen. She'll listen if you're on here, for sure. Cool. But uh, <laughs> I didn't ask him to play that. He chose yeah, to play that the, one. If I so. can play a song for someone, that's the first one. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. You know? Um, that uh, that Northern Star song you do too, I think, cool. is incredible. Thanks, man. I really appreciate um, it. I need to... How can people listen to all that? Well... That's the thing. I need to just put some of that out. You can go on SoundCloud and look me up. I'm mm -hmm. on there, but I I plan on recording that so the the Brooklyn song for real, like yeah. sometime this year, and, yeah. and release it on Spotify. And stuff Such like a that. good song. Thanks, man. man. I, Jesus, I've made so I've written so many songs over the past couple of years. I I'm not really sure what direction to go in, mm -hmm. and in, you know, making a record as you know costs a lot of money. So yeah, no shit. I, I've been kind of diving in the songwriting hole and like. So this year I really want to put something out that's just me. It's not a bunch of shit all over it, just something that's honest. Kind of um, you and a guitar? Yeah, and like just real bare, like honest, you mm -hmm. know. Um, like the Jason Isbell stuff, like it's my favorite stuff that he does yeah. when it's just him and maybe a little bit 
of guitar. Is that conflicting when you're writing for everyone else? Yes. Um, you have to save a little bit of yourself mm -hmm. and it's, it's a constant effort to preserve it. Yeah. And, um, I think when I first started doing it, I, I lost a lot of it and I just now I'm kind of getting it back. Yeah. I'm glad to hear, man. Yeah. That's important. It really is. So, so, um, but. Uh, not to get too not to get too into it and, and talk about songs that people haven't heard of yours before, but just a question about uh, that Northern Song Star. I think it's a pretty simple metaphor, but from where I get in there, the Northern Stars you're talking about in the song are actually people. Yeah, that's how I started We're writing guiding it. you. Yeah, yeah, and it, 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 that's that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And um, that's my mom's favorite song. So yeah, that's cool. It's beautiful. Thanks, and, and, uh, there's there, there's definitely like a Dylan vibe to that. That's song. exactly. What I was going for. Yeah. I wrote that song <laughs> you when I was. Did it, man. I, yeah. I, a lot of times I, I write my best stuff when my when I'm my back's against the wall. I mm -hmm. wrote that song after living in New York City. I got to make a record there, and it, New York just chewed me up its pit. Mm -hmm. out. And I had nowhere to go. And uh, Mike McDonald, the guy who helped me out in in Canada, yeah, he had this cabin uh, in the Poconos. Who is this guy? He's just like the, a saint. I gotta meet. Man. I gotta meet. He this lives guy. in South Jersey, yeah. like. He's he's the strongest person I've ever met. He's like, he's arm he's he's never lost at arm wrestling. I've seen yeah. him arm wrestle a guy and almost break his arm. And he's yeah. but he would give you the shirt off his back like. Yeah. And he came along in my life when I really needed some help. Yeah. So, like I whatever you believe in, like I think God sent him to me. Yeah. You know, and uh, he's he's just a great man. You know? Yeah. So hopefully I can return the favor someday to somebody. Yeah, for sure. Know? So. Well, awesome, man. Thank you, dude. Cool. I'll that play Northern awesome. Stars tonight. You all should come. Cool. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, everyone, for yep. listening. Happy Thanksgiving to you all. I hope everyone enjoys themselves. Um, and uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, man. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yep. Take it easy. Later, y'all.